the stone fruits of Los Angeles will be ready for picking next month as the citrus season ends and backyard and balcony gardeners begin to plant their summer seeds. We are lucky in California to have the kind of climate that gives fruits and vegetables year-round. Many people who have trees in their yards can't eat all the fruit that those trees produce, so they give some away and, unfortunately, they let the rest rot. This happens in the same urban space where hundreds of thousands of people live in what are called food deserts, neighborhoods where fresh fruits and vegetables and affordable healthy food is scarce or non-existent. On Here in the City, we have regular conversations with people who are working to restore food justice to the urban food system. I sat down with Asia Wadud, a graduate student at UC Berkeley who has been creating a barter system in the city of Oakland by connecting neighbors based on their fruit needs and fruit offerings. So Forage Oakland is a project that I started in the spring of 2008. Um, And what it is is it essentially is a backyard barter network whereby people who live in North Oakland neighborhoods can sign up and then exchange their surplus fruit for their neighbor's surplus fruit. So say, for example... You have a really prolific plum tree in your backyard, and you use as many plums as you're able to during the during the time that the plums uh, begin to drop all of their fruit and, and the plums ripen. And say you use just just a quarter of all the fruit that the tree produces, and you're left with this huge surplus. You know, three fourths of the fruit you're really not able to use. Maybe you give some away to the neighbors. You put a basket out in front of your house to offer to passersby, but still there's this surplus. Um, When I moved to Oakland, I moved to Oakland in 2004 when I finished college, and I grew up in Washington, D.C., and there's definitely not, I mean, obviously not the same year-round growing season and definitely not the same bounty of backyard produce in Washington, D.C., and I was really taken by the amount of fruit that people um, are able to cultivate in their backyard and then also the resulting waste of backyard fruit that just sort of comes and goes with the seasons, but really is sort of this year-round um, this year-round bounty, I guess. And, and so I started Forage Oakland in 2008 to try to think of different ways to capture the surplus fruit in my neighborhood. So it's interesting because there, there's, I see, two really important ideas or also sentiments about community at work, one being we're in California where growing seasons are long and fruit trees are abundant in neighborhoods um, in the suburbs and in the city by virtue of all the orchards that we've had and all of the farms that sort of started uh, urban development in California, both northern and southern. And at the same time, a recognition that there's an inequality in distribution of this fresh produce within a community and how to address that history and connect it with the present-day need. Exactly. And, and you know, one of the aims of Forage Oakland is, um, especially in this new model, this new Forage City model, is to connect people who don't have access to fresh fruit. And, um, and one of the founding tenets of Forage Oakland is really this idea that the fruit is never sold. It's it's always it's always an equal exchange. So the currency really is fruit. Um, there's no money ever exchanged in, within the project, and and that's been a really important um, a really important tenet for me, um, and has really helped to sort of inform the philosophy of Forage Oakland as well. And so it's it's always a, an even exchange from one 
fruit tree owner to another? Yeah, so so the way it's worked for the past several years is people sign up. There's a blog, a Forage Oakland blog. People go to the blog, they sign up to join the project, and then they tell me what fruit they have in excess and what fruit they'd like to receive in exchange. So say you have the Santa Rosa plum tree, um, and the fruit ripens in June and July, maybe maybe even into August. And so I would come with volunteers and harvest the fruit from the Santa Rosa plum tree, and then say you want to receive uh, pears once pears are in season, which is about August, September, October. Um, and so I would come harvest the plums when plums are ripe, and then I would sort of keep you in mind. It's sort of like this promissory note. And so when plum when pears are ripening later in the year, I would come back and then deliver pe- pears to the same person whose um, whose plum tree I harvested earlier in the year. So so the exchange doesn't always happen immediately, but it's sort of a promissory idea of eventual arrival of, um, you know, the exchange of fruit. In, in terms of, of creating a, a space of barter and exchange, then you and the volunteers who work with you become a really essential, uh, really essential actors and elements in making that system work. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I and, you know, mostly me, but also volunteers have really been um, at the center, sort of mediating every single one of the exchanges, which is also why it's been <laughs> when I have this new system, you know, with the, with the youth radio team where things are more automated and people can sort of mediate their own exchanges, members can mediate their own exchanges. It'll be a big relief and I'll be able to focus on different aspects of the project. But but the way things have worked at this point is that we've I've been mediating all the exchanges. Now, I'm I'm really interested in that aspect of it, um, and to to sort of highlight the importance of going from a a really good idea based on the observation of a need and just going for it at a grassroots level and making it happen, but also having a lot of thought and in theory behind it. Because as I understand, you are also a candidate in urban planning at UC Berkeley, correct? Yes, I am. Um, so this is clearly something that you've spent a lot of time thinking about and planning for. And you know, you see, I think, probably something further into the future. Um, I'm wondering how having worked in a very community, grassroots and physical setting, you've connected to the urban space through the idea of developing some sort of application that automates this process. Right. And so what I have in mind um, once this process is automated is that um, is that it'll serve as sort of a community forum whereby people, neighbors essentially, can meet one another. And it'll, it'll serve as a, um, as a space, as a space through which people can meet one another. People who maybe live just two houses apart or two apartment buildings over and haven't had a chance to engage with one another. And I'm hoping that through Forage Oakland, um, they'll, be, they'll have a chance to, to have, I don't know, maybe, maybe share a bit of common ground or understand their common ground, just really through something as basic as their surplus bounty. Um, and it'll give them a chance to really sort of have a very simple exchange that could hopefully uh, develop into something larger Here's what I'm really liking about the idea is it's in many ways like a social network in the sense that I imagine you have to be a member and it's not like you just come at random into this world of, you know, having fruit to offer and desiring fruit in return depending on seasons, right? Oh, yeah. and I mean, in that way, I think, it, yeah, it definitely is like a social network and sort of 
a mi- micro network. And so at the same time, it's it's connected to the the physical urban space and the community that's sort of contained by the city of Oakland. And how will the Forge City application either replicate or approximate that special kind of interaction between people? That's a great question. <laughs> and I guess I don't I'm not, you know, that's that's sort of to be decided, to be determined. Um because I mean, yeah, in, in in a large in a large way, this project it wouldn't have the success that I've had so far, I think, wouldn't have been possible without these really sort of intimate connections and this really um I guess thoughtful effort to build community. And it's I mean like it's it's not just this sort of virtual community. It's also the the other part of it is really building community at the neighborhood level. Um, and so it'll take a committed group of people in each different city in which Forage City is working to be able to, I hope, um, have a similar vision of building community in that way. We'll have a link to Forage Oakland and to Youth Radio's Mobile Action Lab at Here in the City. That's H-E-A-R in the City dot org. We'll be right back. 